episode of 360 degrees part of the urban breakdown network so right now we got Odie in the house good morning Odie good morning we got myself big Merce, and we have a cloudy day but it's okay because it's my birthday yay happy birthday that's right I saw it on Facebook and I was like oh man and then I got distracted just that quickly <laughs> I was like damn I forgot to tell Merce happy birthday yeah oh that's all good that's all good hey, no wonder you were bargaining like birthday dinners for toilet paper. <laughs> Basically, uh, long story short, just before we started taping, uh, my friend who usually, she, uh, you know, she and her son, they usually take me out to dinner for my birthday. When I talk about my nephew, that's who I'm talking about. You know, I grew up with her back in Long Island. We've known each other for like 30 years, you know, since like, since high school. And um, she and her son always take me out to uh, for dinner for my birthday. And now, of course, every place is closed. So she was like, order order something, because all the places still doing takeout. So she was like, order something nice for yourself. And I'll, um, you know, and it's on me. And I'm like, well, how about instead of that, you just give me some toilet tissue? Because they had toilet tissue at my supermarket finally, but I don't drive a car. So I just take what I can carry. And they either had the, the 12 packs or the 24 packs. They didn't have the, the normal four packs. And I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me, man. It's like that episode of Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith, where he's the last man on earth. He has all the time in the world to read books. And then he, he drops his glasses and they break. <laughs> and then he That's one of my read. favorite Twilight Zone episodes. By and the way. He was, he There's was, so I, many of them, but that one is, a, yeah. is always memorable. He was like, I had all the time in the world. <laughs> now, I don't know why I didn't, I, I overthought it. Well, actually, no, I didn't overthink it. I underthought it. No, no, no. Actually, I, I, oh, that's why. Like an idiot, I never take my phone with me when I go to the supermarket. Because if I had my phone with me, I would just call Uber and just Ubered at home with the toilet tissue and been perfectly fine. But I didn't bring my phone with me. So I was just like, you know what? I'll try and catch it. Yeah. I need to start bringing my phone with me when I go to the supermarket. Oh, the supermarket's only it's only a half mile phone. away, so it's not like I'm like eight miles away. It's only a half mile away. Well, welcome Mercedes. Mercedes just entered the chat. Hello, hello. So welcome Mercedes. Good morning. Good morning. So, so, okay. Okay. so I'm, 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 I'm mad at Mercedes that I am like the five thousand and first person in her life because she sent me a Facebook invite, but, oh. it, but, it, but I can't add her because she has already has 5,000 friends. And I'm just like, there's gotta be at least one person on your friends list less important than me. Yes, there is, yeah. there are plenty. There are, couple, <laughs> there are a couple idiots on here that I have been dying to delete, but I really haven't been on social media in the past week. So I will specifically make a space just for you. <laughs> right and it's now. funny because when I, tag, when I tag the team on articles, I keep going to type in Mercedes name and then it won't come up. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. So, <laughs> in fact, I just made a space for you just now, so you can you should be able to add me. Hurry up, Merce, before it gets filled up. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I have I have Facebook off because today you know I mentioned before today is my birthday, and when all the birthday wishes come in, it makes a noise on my computer. So I didn't. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't want to be in. in, the, in the t- I had to put my phone on silent. I'm a very blessed gotcha. on my birthday. I really am. But um, I guess we should go ahead and and, and get started. Odie, what you got for us today? So, uh, this this article have been trending. It was kind of like one of those things like where I was like, are they for real? Like, because I, I kind of could, it was unbelievable. Um, specifically with um, Chinese discriminating against Africans. Uh-huh. Um, Africans living in China. Uh, basically somehow being blamed for coronavirus um, as far as the origins concerned. Now, depending on who you believe, um, it's funny because I actually got an article today because you guys might remember that I still subscribe to like Trump media content, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I'm just really curious about what kind of information people are reading, um, his supporters are reading about him specifically. Um, and this article was so inflammatory. It was from this guy. It was signed by this guy who called himself like Freedom something or other, like Freedom, not Freedom Writer, but, <laughs> or Freedom Writer. He, but it was like some sort of freedom related media. And I'm using air quotes when I use the word freedom. Um, but he was just talking about how the liberal media is trash, the mainstream media is trash. And that they're so much better than that because they know the truth, of course. Um, and he went on to say, he went on to basically blame China for the outbreak uh, being traced to uh, ingestion of that. I still don't, I don't know. Have you found that to be true, Mars? Like from reliable sources, not from no right wing. And, and the only reason why I say that is because they, uh, when when they were posting pictures of supposedly the woman who was eating the bat, like they and then they even show her eating the bat. She just had a bat in her hand, like a live bat though. And it was actually from a some weird Chinese nature show that had aired like years before. So it wasn't even like, you know, it's it's all pretty much speculation as to how it actually started, you know. And I hear so many different things at the same time as it's a cacophony of madness. So I just say, you know what? Let's just scale back and let's see if, if we can sift through all this and figure out how this really started. But, you know, I mean, China actually, uh, I think it was in Wuhan. I think I saw, I, I saw the article this morning to get a chance to read it. They actually mm-hmm. upped the number of their deaths by 50%. So in other words, from what they had originally reported. So it was wow. still really bad in China, you know, so. It's. I think a lot of countries, well, even though they had advanced this, warning, they still got caught flat-footed about how bad this was really going to be. Um. So let me um go on to say this this quote-unquote article or email. I finally found it. By the way, it's uh, signed from a man by the name of Larry Clayman. Have you ever heard of this guy? The name sounds familiar. Okay, well, he calls him his title. It's signed as the Chairman and General Counsel of Freedom Watch Incorporated. And it's um, the article is talking about holding China accountable and doing a class action lawsuit against, <laughs> and they proceed to 
use titles like communist China. Um, and then we have a thousand plaintiffs, plaintiffs uh, already lined up. Uh, and he says things like he's gotten, what do you say? Oh, I've held, this, this is a quote directly from this email. I've held the corrupt Clintons account, accountable as well as creepy Uncle Joe Biden and his boss, Barack Hussein Obama. They love throwing that Hussein. Like, bitch, what? Um, yeah. So, it's it's some bullshit. Um, we know how xenophobia works at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely a precursor to it. Um, and basically what's going on in China is they're taking it out on the Africans because who else is there to take it out on? And I'm just like, how could Africans be responsible for this virus when there's way more of native China Chinese people than there are immigrants? So I, 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 I don't if know. That's there's, the case, there's more by about a billion? <laughs> not, to, not to mention, though, on top of that, then why isn't it in Africa? <laughs> like, Africans right. are not being impacted by the same, in the same way um, that, that the Chinese are. So, like, what are you talking about? Um, but, yeah, uh, the McDonald's had to release an apology statement because, you know, there was uh, some discrimination there. Uh, some Africans are being evicted. <laughs> um, but on the bright side, I think there was, I don't know his title though, but have you guys uh, seen this article floating around? This guy named Bobby Wine is planning an airlift no, to get Africans China. Mm-mm. No, I haven't seen that. No. Oh, oh, do your phone's breaking up. So basically, Africa, as people love to say, he will get you there. Now, I have no idea what these, like, how these logistics will work. Um, and I hope that now that he said it out loud, it can become a reality. Um, but I'm just curious about the testing. Like, I get... Are they going to keep the people in quarantine? Like, I have so many questions about the logistics now. Yeah. Now, the, now the article I'm looking at now doesn't go... I, I posted it in our chat. It's basically just, uh, you know, a short article about it. But they said, uh, despite... And this is from the article from NBC News. Despite many reporting having had no recent travel history or no known contact with COVID-19 patients, hundreds of Africans in uh, Gangzhou, if I'm pronouncing that right, have been forced to quarantine for 14 days, evicted from their homes, and denied services at restaurants and hotels. This is what mm-hmm. local Africans told uh, told CNN. Yeah. So that's like that's like wild to me. It's just like like what is the point though? Like our money is just as green. Like I guess like people are frustrated that they're being discriminated. They're victims, so they want to their own victims like hurt people hurt people kind of thing you know i i've used this analogy more than a few times because it fits into so many things but john carpenter was talking about the easy horror movies to make and the hard horror movies to make he said the easy horror movies to make are the ones where the villains are the others they're people who don't look like us who don't talk like us who don't you know have our culture so people who are Mm. in the darkness those that's the easy horror movie to make he said the hard horror movie to make 
is when evil mm. is right in our own hearts. When we are the actual enemy. That's the harder horror movie for, for people to swallow. And that's basically how these people are. I mean, how everybody is, not just the Chinese. It could be anybody. You know, it's harder to say, listen, this got out of hand because of us. Because we yep. failed. We failed, to, we failed to prepare. We didn't read the polls. We didn't read all the stuff that was given to us. And we failed. It's easy to say, oh, look, those people who don't look like us, it's their fault. Let's quarantine them to make people feel better. I, you know, I told a friend of mine about the whole thing with the Tylenol, right? When they poisoned the Tylenol back in the days, back in the 80s, I think. And people weren't buying Tylenol. And they had the, um, the, you know, they put the safety features on there. They put the plastic over it, you know, the tamper-proof stuff. So if it's been tampered with, you'll know, right? Now, if somebody was, was truly dedicated to do that, could they, could they still poison it? Sure. But having that tamper-proof stuff on there, just, it just, it's just there to make us feel better. And that's what this quarantine does for the, for the Chinese. It makes them feel better. It makes them feel like they're actually doing something. It's the, it's the equivalent of closing the barn door after the horses have already gone. Except in this case, the horses are being quarantined for no, re for no fault of their own. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, to just put it, to just put it lightly, it's just all horseshit. You know, mm -hmm. it's just basically finger pointing at people who don't really have anything to do with it because they have no proof that these people were actually spreading the disease. And like they said in the article, they have no recent travel history. They had no contact with any COVID-19 patients. So why quarantine just them? Well, why, why, why well, single them? Um, about three weeks ago, I got to find the article real quick, but there was this big ordeal where the Chinese government had passed a law about allowing certain people or I mean it was it seemed to be specifically Africans that was that was, it was bothering the citizens but giving them citizenship like anybody else because if I'm correct with China being a communist country they don't really allow anybody to be a citizen you could be a resident but not gain citizenship mm -hmm. and the government was changing that and there was this like these people these Chinese people were interviewing on Zoom and their biggest concern was black men coming to take their women black doctors coming to take their jobs and just black people coming to be black or and or educated or just whatever in you know in China. So when I saw the article on how you know they were dealing with racism, well, a lot of those people that they're being racist against, like in those smaller like on a smaller scale, they become citizens now or or you know the government is working towards giving them citizenship. So they didn't want them there to begin with. This this started weeks ago. Yeah, it was. I'm just gonna find it. Let me find it real quick and post it for you guys. But yeah, it was bad. It was like um, um, black men come and take all of our women, and they shouldn't become citizens. And this was recent since the whole COVID thing. It was right around the time they said China is now getting back to normal. You know, amidst the whole COVID situation, I'm just gonna find it because it's it. I feel like it stemmed from that too. Like they're already angry, and like like Odie said, they're making. They're trying to hurt people because they've been yeah. hurt or they don't mm -hmm. want something. Yeah. So, and and the U.S. and other African nations have bashed China for it. And the Chinese, I think somebody, one of those Chinese officials 
um, is supposed to go on and do some type of speech coming Monday or something like that. But I was like, dude, you let it get out of hand. It's a little too late, but whatever. All right. People love to backpedal. They love to backpedal. And it's like, this is a moot point at this at this juncture. So let's move forward. Let's talk about how we can fix things going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and piggybacking off of that, you know, when I, I tell people, when I talk about like stuff that America has done in the past, trailer tears, slavery, stuff like that. It's not because, I mean, you know, I, I've told a friend of mine because he said he has friends that still feel guilty about slavery. And I'm just like, did they own slaves? No. Did their parents own slaves? Did their grandparents own slaves? No. Well, guess what? You're out of the loop. You have nothing to feel guilty for. Now, if you want to feel guilty about private prisons, that's something you can feel guilty about. Don't feel guilty about slavery. You have nothing to do with that. You know, worry about stuff that we can fix right now. And the whole point of bringing that stuff up is that it's not a, its not just to rub your nose in it. It's to figure out how can we prevent these things from happening again and then move forward. Because we can't move forward if we're still doing the same things and the same actions that keep the past alive. So if we still have private prisons, yeah, we still have a right to talk about slavery because private prisons is basically a form of slavery because you're putting people in prison and keeping them for extra long sentences so they can work for you for free or for or for right. 10 cents an hour or for whatever day. Whatever. That's why we talk about these things. We don't talk about it because we have nothing else to talk about. We have plenty of things to talk about. You know, yeah. I, I, saw a, I saw a music video from a group called, uh, I think it was called Unicorns Killed My Girlfriend. And it was the goofiest thing I'd ever seen. These kids were like talentless hacks. I could talk about that before I talk about slavery, but I have to talk about slavery because we still have private prisons and they're not going anywhere. So, and that's that's the name of a real group, by the way, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we talk about these things, you know, because we want to move forward. We don't want to stay in the past. We want to move forward, but we can't move forward because those shackles are still around our ankles, whether they want to see them or not. Well, on a semi-related note, I have come across some very interesting content. This would be great if Blue was here, especially regarding he said, she said stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Mercedes is someone with chill is the only person on this call with children. I'm <laughs> really curious what your thoughts would be. Um, so apparently, um, but I don't, I know, I don't believe that you have this problem. Just throwing it out there because you have children um but there's basically a segment of the population who are pissed about the stimulus check program because they their checks were yanked and these are wives of men who are in arrears for child support and it's funny Odie when you mentioned that because we were talking before the show we were talking about the stimulus checks about how like IRS can't garnish it and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. the only the only part uh, I guess the only thing that's not off the table is child support <laughs> yeah. child support so that is the only way uh, you will not collect one is if you are behind on child support um, and that's you know 1200 for you, five hundred per kid, and twelve hundred for your spouse. Uh, so basically, 
Uh, the article goes on to say a lot of wives are currently angry that their stimulus checks were taken to pay for the debt of the child support their husbands owed to their baby mothers. Um, yeah, and so, and so <laughs> the women are, are collecting the checks of babies, the children's mothers, but the women are the women who are married to the fathers are of course pissed because some of them have kids with these men um, so they didn't get the $500 for their kid um, <laughs> because he was behind on child support and I think this shit is wild um, I don't know like how do you guys feel do you feel like well the wives shouldn't be affected I personally be the type of person where we filing as long as your kid is not of age we're filing separately. We're not... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's the biggest, the most obvious workaround to this. Um, but what do you guys think? I, I, well, I, I, will, I, I will say this, but before I let you go on, Mercedes, I got... Uh, when they do when they do the wedding vows, what, what's one of the things they say? For better or for worse, for richer or poorer. So when you marry that man, you know you're... You, there's things you love about him, but there's also going to be things that uh, may come back to haunt you. <laughs> You know, and you just got to take the good. So, in this, I mean, in a situation like this, it's not like, oh, yeah, this is just a mini apocalypse and we'll be fine. We don't know how long this thing is going to go on. So, yeah, this is going to hurt really badly, especially if you have kids. But when you married yep. them, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Like, all right, if I marry this beautiful girl and she has like a 300 credit score, I have to realize that we may not get that house we were looking for, <laughs> you know? It, it all comes with the territory. So I don't feel any sort of way about it. And what I mean by, I don't I don't mean that I don't care. It's just that I just don't really have yeah, an opinion your, either way. Yeah, it's not your dog in the fight. You don't have a dog in the fight. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Well, as someone who was also married at one point with kids, um, I'm me and my ex-husband, we were very different on finances. And I can tell you to this very day, he, um, him, and his finances aren't. I don't think he's ever gonna. Even if, I, even though I tried to teach him, he's never gonna be right with finances. So I always file separately, just like Odie said. Um, my finances were my own. I feel like filing jointly is stupid when the option to file married, um, married but separately is an option. I don't even see why married people even choose the joint option. I, I guess it's cute on paper, but when things like this happen, you it's get shit on. It's not cute on paper. I mean, it's, it's more efficient. I can see that because instead of me going to the tax person and you going to the tax person, pay twice to have the same service done. It's, you know, and it probably there probably are tax benefits by combining your income. I feel like that, that probably is an advantage. Um, uh, and then also... Really. No, it's not. Okay, well. Not, um, not when you got kids. Not when you got kids. It, it just doesn't make okay. sense. Like, for example, like right now, of course, me and him aren't married anymore. But um, in the same sense, when we were, he would claim two kids. I would claim three. I get $10,000 back every year on my tax return. He gets about 8000 back. And we filed jointly one year. We tried that shit one year and got $3,000 back. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I guess because together we made... Um, over like a hundred, yeah. like a hundred thousand dollars. We were working at BMW. I said absolutely not, and I went back to filing by myself, and he filed by himself, and we have literally been filing the kids the same this entire time. And when he gets his little eight thousand dollars back, he gives me two thousand for the two kids he claimed because we're in separate households now, and that's you know what it is. But as as a woman who has been married and who does have kids, 
and who has been in a re- also a relationship in that relationship. He had a kid that he didn't get to see that often, but he was still on child support for. I I kind of agree with the government a little bit. Um, and the I wives, do. the wives, you married this man knowing his situation and every woman is different some of us try you know as far as like well we need to get your son in your life we need to get your daughter in your life whatever situation may be you need to pay your child support I think but too, being sometimes a wife things happen I don't think that they always because because okay looking at this like stepping back or zooming back as Blue said zooming out I feel like like the government is basically treating someone who is thousands of dollars in arrears the same as somebody who might just be a couple hundred in arrears. I feel like that should have been like maybe the one exception. It's like, okay, if the person owes more than you know, like more than a certain amount, then it would be like where they, you know that they're probably never going to catch up or they're going to be paying until they die. If if they're going to be paying forever, then kind of, then they definitely don't need no money back. But if they're right. only a couple hundred in the rears, then give them their change back. Give them something because everybody's suffering right now. And that's and that's where like the government's treating it the same. They're yanking the support checks and not giving people the difference back. Which is kind of messed up because you think about it. Let's say if a guy has two kids by his baby mama and two kids by his wife and he's $10,000 in arrears, he's there paying, he but he's behind. Well, not only did baby mama get the extra thousand dollars for their two kids, she just got the extra thousand dollars for her husband. I mean, her her baby daddy, wife's kids. And I think that's they, exactly. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. And so, so that's why I'm just like, it really sucks. I understand why this is, but I do feel like they should have just put a magic wand on all of it and kind of fucked yeah. it up. But you know, and then kind of leave it to like the baby mamas to sort out in court later. And then she can claim that credit back and be like, well, he shouldn't have gotten that because he was in arrears or, or whatever. And then the courts could have dealt with it when they opened back up. But I feel right. like right now it's more important to get money in people's hands because everybody's suffering. Um, but then at the same, you know, but then you you know that there's a couple out there that deserve this shit. You said it like deserve this to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, so like he didn't even check on his kids in three years. Or something. Yeah, but we don't know everybody's circumstances since we don't know. And it's kind of like, all right, just give the just give the money. Right. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. It's well, yeah, I, I feel really, like any man five thousand dollars or less in arrears should have got his money because typically if they're that exactly. low behind in arrears, they're probably making yeah. payments or trying to. But um, like when yeah. um, I dropped child support on my baby, my oldest two kids, dad, and when I dropped child support on him, he was seventeen thousand dollars behind. And they asked me, did I want to leave the balance or not? And um, I said, you know what? I feel like at this point, he's never going to pay all that off. He was paying like $25 a week. And and I just let it go. I just let it sit. You know, forget it, let it go. See, and let it be. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's, yeah, no, he's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Of course, like this was actually discussed in a in a group setting, like uh, on the online Facebook group. Um, people were just like, not too many people were thinking the way I was thinking, where it should have been like a specific number. But people were just like, the ma- original poster was on some shit like, oh, well, that's why you shouldn't get married. Like you need to make your own certificate. Don't allow the government in your business. Very hopeful yeah, shit. Stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, you, everybody like, should get. Yeah. I was like, no, get the fuck out of here with that. Um, I was like, yeah, but 
but I saw the original comment where, or somebody's comment below that where they were saying what I said, which is like, why can't you just file separately? Yeah, you can. And that's, that's probably something I would do if I married another man, like a man with uh, kids. Because that's my yeah. thing. Like, I don't want to be on the hook for your responsibilities that you created before I even entered the picture. Keep taking care of your responsibility because I'm definitely, I would never marry a deadbeat. I, um, I had a guy that that was dating me when we met. He told me he had no kids, and mm-hmm. I found out that he had two, with mm-hmm. two different mothers. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, like what a piece of shit to deny the existence of your own kids. Um, and that's and that's why the relationship ended. Even at the very end, he still would only cop to one. He swore up and down that he only had one kid. Um, and he did he have to- doubts about the other one or something? No, he he oh, never God. admitted. Like, but the thing is, like, I lurked on social media and I saw him commenting on his son's post. So it's not like you know what I mean. Like, he treated him like it was his son. So, like, what's what's the problem here? He just never admitted that he even had two. Um, yeah, because then even if that's the case, you could just admit that and say, like, look, I don't. I never believed that he was mine, but I always treated him like he was mine. But that would open too many questions up, like, well, where are they? Um, Like, what's your relationship like with him? And I'm pretty sure that his relationship sucks with them. And that's why he couldn't admit to having them. Because then I would be, like, judging him, like, well, do you pay child support? Do you take care of them? Are you there for them? Like, all of those things. And And I think all the answers to that was no. So that's why he couldn't ever admit that he had two kids. So, yep, that relationship was over as soon as I found that out. So yeah, he probably he's probably one of those people that got his uh, check yanked. Yeah, that's that's effed up. <laughs> yeah, that's effed up to oh. say the least. Absolutely, but yeah, that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, Mercedes, did you have anything before I go on? Um. Pretty now, you guys pretty much covered everything that I was thinking of. Um, but uh, as far as the whole deadbeat situation, yeah, um, I've definitely met guys that lie about how many kids they have and they don't disclose certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, with my ex husband's situation, his wasn't um, that he didn't disclose. I knew he had a, a son before I met him. He was little, a little baby. The, him, uh, I think the mama had moved from Greenville to Myrtle Beach. And when they, when times got tough and she went down there and moved back with her mama or whatever, and then they ended up moving to Charleston, but he was still here. And then me and him started, you know, dating or whatever at the time. But um, he was honest about it. And the little boy was actually in our lives for a while, for a few years. And, um, sh- and, and, and there are bitter baby mamas out here. So when I say this, I never gained any more clarification on it. But she was consistently letting him come around. We were meeting at Frankie's Fun Park. We were going places. She was letting him come over. Um, we were going to the park. We were doing all kinds of stuff with the little boy. He was always around. And then when me and my ex-husband got married, I can't remember what the story was. I just remember my ex-husband in the kitchen on the phone with her. And he was like, uh, he said, yeah, me and Mercedes are going to have a little celebration for our family this weekend, and I want him to come. And then she said, what's the occasion? And he told her, well, me and Mercedes got married. And I th- I can't remember if she hung up on him or what it was, but we never saw him again, ever. Wow. Ever wow. and, and the, the last time I saw him, the next time I saw him was um, November of 
2018, we were at, uh, I think it was Texas Roadhouse or something like that. And they walked in and they set a few tables down and nobody spoke but me. Um, it was me, my baby daddy. We were actually, I was literally in a relationship with somebody else when we were out celebrating our kids' birthdays. We have three kids' birthdays at the end of October and beginning of November. So we were taking them out to eat or whatever. Yeah, and, um, I remember you telling this up before. Yeah, and I spoke to them or whatever, and she spoke back. But uh, right, right across was his was my baby daddy's mama, uh, the step daddy, everybody that's from Kansas. This little boy was sitting right there. But I think because things had went down so badly between her and my ex husband's mama, nobody nobody spoke to each other. Nobody spoke but me. And I spoke on the way you know to the bathroom because that's when I noticed them or whatever. And when I, you know, it was, it was a, it was enough tables down for everybody to go speak, but they were kind of sitting on the side of a restaurant where you really couldn't see them. And I kind of told everybody, and nobody really budged. And and he told his exact words were, he was like, "I'm just waiting until he turns 18." He said, "I'm not even going to say anything." He said, "Because right now I feel like I don't have a leg to stand on with that girl." And I know it was because of what she did. Now he never told his mama them what happened that time when she found out we got married. So after that. You know, I, I think it was actually around his birthday. We had bought gifts for him, you know, to come over because we knew we were going to see him or we thought we knew we were going to see him. We never saw him again. And that's when my baby girl was. That was when we first started seeing him. I was um, pregnant with my middle child and then my, my third child. He was around when I had my fourth. And then when the fifth came around, he was around until she was about one and a half. So that was about three years. And we never saw him again. So there are some bitter baby mamas out there um, who, and, and, and the only good thing is that it's not like my baby daddy on child support for her, but it's like there are some women out there that may be that way that are on child support or have the man on child support. They just got some free money. Could have been more than that because you got to think some families got way more than just, you know, $2,400. They could have mm-hmm. had three, three kids, mm-hmm. you know, five mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that. So yeah. some of these baby mamas, these bitter baby mamas out here banking. So yeah, it was definitely a, a sad situation for me to go through because I'm real big on family. And, but mm-hmm. you know what? I could only say so much and I couldn't really make myself, at first I felt like I was in a situation with a man that wasn't doing right by his kids. But then when I got to know the baby mama and I saw that, I was like, well, you know, is that how she is? Or that's how she is? I can't even say anything because that's, that's stupid. So, you know, I stayed in my situation. I stayed in my marriage and I just, you know, was like, well, you know what? I can't feel too bad because it's not, not only is it not my situation, she's bitter. What can I do? I didn't have sex with the woman. I didn't make the kid with her. I just tried to make sure he, he knew his sibling. And if we can't work together as co-parents across the board, the wife, the baby mama, and the baby daddy, then we, we really don't have a, we really don't have anything else to say. So there are some people in relationship situations where it's really not even their fault that they don't get to see the kid. And that was just one situation. Mm-hmm. And I defended him because I didn't told him plenty of times after that, you know, you need to take her to court, you need to do something. And that's when he said he was waiting until she turned he turned eighteen to tell him the truth. So that's kind of where that, you know, different scenario um, was when I lived. Yeah. You know, I, I was concerned that whole stimulus check thing. My friend, she kinda got shafted because my nephew is eighteen. So he can't get a stimulus check because someone can claim him as a dependent but then my friend can't get the extra five hundred dollars for my nephew because he's 18. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh college students are getting the shaft on this too you know they claim this new stimulus bill is supposed to include 
16 and older, where they're going to give 16-year-olds $2,000 a month too for what? Have y'all seen that? I don't know, but I mean, I can see 18-year-olds. I can't see 16-year-olds. I mean... Yeah, that's, what, I mean, that's exactly what the problem is. People have been talking about, like, why would you give... If you wouldn't give the parents $500 because the kid was over the age of 16, why would you hand $2,000 in this stimulus bill to a 16-year-old? It's stupid. They say a working 16-year-old. These love going outside. Like, they're the, some of the ones... I won't put it all on them, but some of them are guilty of fucking defying these orders. So... If you give $2,000, no, absolutely not. To somebody who doesn't pay any bills, unless they're like an emancipated minor, I just don't see it. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I don't do. have any bills and you don't have these, you don't have these problems. This yeah. is supposed to be to the household. I mean, put it like this. You. If you want to give the parents, if you have like, say your kids are 16 and over, like between 16 and 18, and you want to give them $1,000 instead of uh, the 500 you know, for extra stuff, you know, because when you're 16, I, I could see that. But given the 16 year old two grand, who, and like you, and like you, like you just mentioned, it's not like they got bills to pay. So it's not like they have a car note and uh, and, and to pay rent. You know, someone can claim them as a dependent. You know, when you're 18, you're technically you're not really a man till you're 21, but you're technically an adult when you're 18 because you can vote and you can buy a gun. You know, so, but. If you're in college, you could be claimed as a dependent. So there was that, that that's what they would call a donut hole. You know, you can't get the $1,200 because they could be claimed as a dependent, but they can't get money for you because you're 18. Donut hole, you know? So I guess they're trying to make up for that, but they're just, they're, they're overstating it, I think. Not overstating it, that's not the right word. They're just, they're overdoing it with the, the 16 year olds. So hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll, they will rethink it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Well, they trying to open up back outside, so who knows? I'll talk about that on Monday, because that's absolutely ridiculous. Our president is, is cuckoo bananas. But anyway, um, I didn't want to go, I don't want to go off on that tangent. <laughs> like I said, we'll save that for politics. We'll save that for Monday because there's going to be a lot of cursing on Monday. But I saw a video the other day, which kind of made me laugh. And it was a video of Nancy Pelosi, my favorite politician. And I don't know if I can convey sarcasm anymore by calling Nancy Pelosi my favorite politician. I despise Nancy Pelosi because she is, you know, there's a song lyric that goes, uh, uh, not as well as a song lyric, but it doesn't rhyme, but it's like, who's worse, a true enemy or a false friend? And that's what Nancy Pelosi is, a false friend. You know, she's a Democrat, but she's a corporatist, right? So she was on the Late Late Show with whatever generic host is on the show. And of course she's taping from home because of the coronavirus. Now, Congress is off until the 4th of May. This is an emergency going on right now. The country's on fire. There's six, there's what, almost 18? No, that's right. There was another almost five and a half million people who fought for unemployment this week. So I think there's over 20 million people unemployed. Yeah, just because of the I think it was 22, that's what I saw. Just, just in the last three weeks. And Nancy Pelosi's at home and she is, so they asked her, cause you know, when they try to make celebrities seem more human or politicians seem more human, like actual human beings, right? 
And they asked her, like, how are you coping with this whole lockdown thing? And Nancy Pelosi went on about how much she loves chocolate, right? That's, that's a very human thing. I love chocolate. Matter of fact, I got part of my birthday gift to myself in the fridge. I'm going to eat it later. I got one of those big candy bars. Okay. I, I didn't want to get dark chocolate because it's too sweet. I got to, you know, I got to be sensible about this thing. Right? Dark chocolate is gross, but okay. No, 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 no. Well, it's, it's milk chocolate. No, white oh. chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate I could only eat in small doses. I can't eat. It's not that good. Yeah. And, and I love dark chocolate, but it's way too sweet. You know? So milk chocolate is the best. For me, that is. But uh, she loves chocolate, right? Which is great. A lot of people love chocolate. Hey, she's, he, she's a human being after all. And then Nancy Pelosi went in her kitchen and she opened up her freezer and her freezer is full of ice cream. Now, that's not a bad thing. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal had more ice cream in his freezer, you know, granted he's seven feet tall and 300 pounds, but you know. But it wasn't the fact that she had a freezer full of ice cream because who cares? Here's the thing, her freezer, and she had two of these freaking things, mind you, right? I don't know if they were both freezers, if one was a fridge and one was a freezer, but Somebody found out what kind of freezer that was. That freezer alone, just the freezer, it's $24,000 for the freezer, okay? Let me put it like this. A, a base model Ford Focus is $19,000. Her freezer is $24,000 for her freezer. She had two of them. She had two of them. So I don't know if one was a fridge and one was a freezer because she only opened up the one and that freezer was filled to the brim with ice cream. Now, who cares? It's ice cream, right? But this ice cream that she has, they looked it up. I forgot the name brand. That ice cream is $12 a pint. I don't, buy, I don't buy what? Ben and Jerry's unless it's on sale and, and regular price Ben and Jerry's is like $4 a pint. And I still won't buy it unless it's on sale. And I, and I, and I eat ice cream every once in a blue moon because I'm, I'm a type two diabetic. So that's like, if something really good comes on video, that I missed in the movies and I really want to see it. And I'll just, you know, get, you know, I'll get my pint of ice cream and I'll, you know, I won't eat the whole thing in one sitting. I'll, that'll, make, that'll just make me sick. But, you know, enjoy a few scoops while I'm watching my, my favorite movie of the year, you know? But that ice cream in her freezer costs $12 a pint. So I, I had to look something up because I'm like, why, why, why? I, I went on Sears.com. Maybe not the best place. For I guarantee her. she don't know how much it costs, though. Yeah. Somebody bought that for her, but that's what's even worse. It's like you got people around you that should be aware of your image, and yeah. Yeah. this is what you put out there. Yeah. I, I I went on Sears, and on Sears, the most expensive freezer that I saw on there, just the freezer alone, was eleven hundred dollars. Right, the most expensive refrigerator freezer combo was eighteen hundred dollars. Right. Her freezer costs $24,000 and her ice cream is $12 a pint. Now, exactly like you said, Odie, I don't really give a shit how much expensive crap Nancy Pelosi has. I know Nancy Pelosi has been rich for decades. Okay. It's part of the reason why she's such a horrible, terrible politician because she doesn't care about the people. She cares about making money. So their view to humanize her failed because it just shows how out of touch she is in her kitchen with her $24,000 refrigerator, freezer, or whatever, whatever the hell it was, and her $12 ice cream, you know? 
I can't I can't stand you know you got a Republican politician who's on uh, TV talking about you know how we have to tighten our belts. This motherfucker has a two hundred dollar haircut and a and an eighty five dollar tie, and he's telling me I need to tighten my belt. You got Steve Mnuchin, who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, telling me, oh yeah, you could live for uh, ten weeks on twelve hundred dollars. It's one hundred twenty dollars a week fuck are you talking about so it's absolutely uh it's absolutely amazing how out of touch these people are and the hashtag nancy antoinette was trending on twitter for a little bit and then of course let them eat ice cream and if you don't know the the history uh it was an infamous statement by a rich aristocrat in france in the 1700s and when they said that the people that people were starving in the streets and she was eating cake at the time, she was like, let them eat cake, you know, as her way of dismissing the poor. And then they cut off her head. And that's how that story ended. So Nancy better be lucky that we don't live in the age of guillotines. You know how many guillotine emojis I've put up lately on, on Twitter? Probably more than I put up rat emojis on people to judge's page. And there's a surprising number of guillotine emojis on, on, uh, on, for animated gifs. I just want people to know that, that we may be going back to that time where we just need to drag people out into the street and cut their heads off. Politically, not physically. <laughs> and I'll talk about that part of the war on Monday. But I, I was watching um, Sloppy Segway here. I was watching uh, The Hill Rising with uh, Crystal Ball and her partner, whose name I'm not gonna butcher, because he's actually, even though he's conservative, he seems like a really cool dude, right? And they, Crystal Ball was talking about uh, Joe Biden. And she was talking about Joe Biden pulling a Hillary Clinton as far as the deplorables uh, statement that Hillary Clinton made. When she mentioned that, you know, there's a segment of Donald Trump's base that are, that are deplorables, right? And then they wore it like a badge of honor. Right. So that Joe Biden made a similar statement, not as bad as Hillary's, but they asked Joe Biden, do you, does he think that they can win over Trump supporters? And he was like, no, not really. You know, and um, now I, now here's the thing. And this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up. I have to back up on one thing. They didn't say Trump supporters. They said Trump voters. That's what they said. Mm. So they said, they said, can they win over Trump voters? And Joe Biden was like, not really. You know, he kind of he kind of dismissed them, and Crystal Ball was going off about how, you know, liberals thumb their noses down at uh, at Trump voters, and this is the part where I disagree with Crystal on this. You know, I usually I usually agree with her on ninety nine percent of things. This is the one percent where I disagree, and it's only a slight disagreement. I don't think that Trump voters are out of reach. I think Trump supporters are out of reach. Because Trump supporters have supported Trump through some of the most heinous acts I've ever seen any president do. Even before he was president, he was, you know, calling Mexican Stephen rapists. He was, you know, uh, the Billy Bush tape where he was talking about, I don't even wait. I just, you know, I just start kissing him. I don't even wait. You know, basically, basically making him like the Pepe Le Pew of, uh, of politics, you know? So... Okay, so I'm gonna like kind of derail just a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not like totally unrelated, but this week I was watching Wendy Williams. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy Bush was on there one day. So what she does, though, is like the first 20 minutes, she'll do the show from her apartment, and that right. part is live. But then the rest of it is like archive content from old interviews or whatever, where they were still in the studio. And there was an episode, so this happened a while ago, but Billy Bush was on there, um, who was the guy, for those that need a refresher, this was the guy that was with Trump behind the scenes when he made that grab by the pussy comment. And he and that's when his supporters like really started justifying whatever the fuck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he talked about oh it was locker room talk. He didn't know anybody was listening. Um, and I'm curious like what you guys think about Billy Bush on Extra or ET or whatever show he talked about. Uh, he used to host, but I think basically Wendy Williams had always supported him. But my thing was. It's not the fact that Billy Bush, like, laughed along with it. It's the fact that he didn't say anything at all. Like, I feel like your integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. So if somebody was making a racist joke around me, I'm going to defend the people. I'm not going to wait till an Asian person is around me to defend that Asian person who's the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to speak up and be like, that shit ain't funny. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, why didn't he call him out in that moment and be like, bro, that sounds mad rapey. Like, there's nothing funny about what he said. Yeah. And who the fuck was Trump for you to, you know what I mean, at that time? Like, who the fuck was he for you not to even challenge him? Nobody. Exactly. So it's not like he was the president and you wanted to kiki along with the president. Like, he he was nobody. Put him like, (laughs) put him like Uh, Joe Paterno, famous college coach, right? They took they his legacy has pretty much been erased from whatever school he was playing for. I don't know college sports like that. He had a statue. They took a statue down, right? He wanted to yes, be mine. Joe Paterno didn't rape anybody. You understand? He didn't he didn't sexually assault anybody. So why was his legacy taken down? Because he knew about it and he didn't say anything. Bingo. Just kicked the can down the road. And his legacy, now granted, the other person who did all the rape was in, is in prison. So thank goodness for that. I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, um, he was he was a, the, the first guy talking about, um, he was a coach for Penn State. Yeah, yeah, Penn State, that's right. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Sandusky. Sandusky, yeah. And Sandusky yeah. is in prison. But Paterno was the one who got, really got soaked because he had this rich legacy with Penn State. Mm-hmm. Like, he built him a statue. He took the statue down because he yep. knew about it and he didn't say anything. So I agree with you yep. 100% on this thing about Billy Bush. That's not, that, I mean, all he had to do was just be like, bro, that's not cool. And exactly. that, that, that would have been all he would have needed. That's it. Like, let's not talk about this anymore. Like, whatever. Like, if it made you uncomfortable, you could have switched topics. But the fact that you kikied along with that motherfucker tells me that you kiki when people make inappropriate racist jokes. You kiki and look the other way when people say shit like Trump did in that recording. Like, that kind of, yep. that tells me everything I need to know about you. Right. For real, for real. Like, it's not like you was young and you didn't know no better. You old enough to fucking know better. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. But I, but I will say this, jumping back into it. Um, do I think that we can win Trump supporters? No, absolutely not. It's, the one, it's one of the few things that I agree with Joe Biden on. We can't win back Trump supporters because they backed him on every... Trump pretty much committed treason. 
yeah. to try and get leverage on Joe yep. Biden for the upcoming election. And and only Mitt Romney had had, had the balls to speak out against it. And he didn't even he didn't even uh, vote on both counts for the impeachment. Just one. But one was but one is all you need. Because he said, look, the president was wrong. And then the worst part was, the best slash worst part was, it's like he was saying, I wanted to go with the flow, but my faith would not allow me to see something like this happen and not say something about it. So for once, religion is useful. Okay, I'm kidding. I, I take that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I take that. I, I, I apologize. But I, I, but I will say this. Um, do I think we can win back Trump support Trump supporters? No. no. But do I think we can win back Trump voters? Yeah. And here's and here's the thing. Joe Biden can't do that. So for Joe Biden to come out and say, I don't think we can win back Trump voters, he's 100% right on that. But it's not the whole story. Joe Biden can't win them back. Bernie Sanders could have won some of them back. Not all Agreed. of them, but some of them. Because Bernie Sanders is not afraid. And this is where Bernie Sanders is a 1,000 times better human being than I am. Because I try to be as fair as possible. I try to look at both sides. I try to be, you know, I try to be a humanist, to look at things from a human standpoint. But when it comes to Trump supporters, I can't. And, not human. And, and Crystal Ball is right. We do thumb our noses down on Trump supporters. We do think that they're stupid. Why? Is it because we're so smart and avant-garde? No, Democratic voters are idiots. We don't research anything. We wait for somebody who we respect to endorse a candidate and then we vote for that candidate. You think black people voted for uh, Joe Biden in the South because they looked at his record and thought, oh yeah, oh, my, my nephews and nieces are in prison because of Joe Biden, but he's okay. No, no. they voted for Joe he Biden because Jim Clyburn endorsed him. That's why they voted for him in South Carolina. Not because they, they looked at his record, not because of Obama, but because Clyburn endorsed him. Because Democratic voters are lazy. Okay? So we're not anybody to be thumbing our noses down on anyone. Okay? And I, and I still say Democrat, even though I'm an independent, I vote toward Democrat. I still, if I was a politician, we could say, I still caucus with Democrats. But I'm a registered independent, right? So all this Democratic rah-rah shit going on, y'all do what you want to. I already know what I'm going to do, okay? But I still, even though I'm a registered independent, I'm still a liberal. I won't even say I'm a liberal because now... It's like you have liberals and then you have progressives. So I'm a progressive. Right. <clears throat> you know, I'm definitely progressive. But are liberals these smart avant-garde people? No. We're, no. We're, we're morons just like everybody else. Okay? But at the same time, Trump supporters have proven that all the shit that they say they care about, they don't care about it at all. Because when Trump said that he had total authority over the states, just by the virtue of the Constitution, that's not true. Right. Okay? Which means that they've never read the Constitution. And if they've but read then, the Constitution... But, but what's, even, like, what's even more wild is he'll sit in a press conference and then be like, nope, the governors are responsible for... I don't even know what the fuck. Like, he'll, he'll yeah. as it pertains to Corona, he'll just be like, 
I guess like for supplies and giving their people what they need. But I'm like, hmm? it's completely opposite of what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's I get where Crystal Ball is coming from by saying it's wrong to look down on these people and thumb our noses at them because it is wrong to do that. And and I've done that on several occasions, and I don't feel good about it. But why do I do it? It's because I read, uh, I'm on Twitter way too much. And I read these tweets from these Trump supporters. I read these Facebook posts from these Trump supporters. And I see all the mental gymnastics that they do. You know, these people are like, like, like the Simone Biles of mental gymnastics. Like they're doing like starfish flips and shit I just made up in my head to, to make Trump look like the bare minimum of a human being. I actually had somebody do a civics 101 thing. I'm like, a civics 101? And then tried to talk about how Trump has power over states in an emergency. And he didn't mean it that way. I'm like, is there another Donald Trump that we don't know about? That's an actual human being? Because this Donald Trump is far below human, okay? This guy is a malignant narcissist. So of course he meant it that way. You're making up hypothetical human beings to support your point. I'm looking at the actual Donald Trump. Yeah, of course he meant it that way. Moron. And then you had the nerve. Well, it's Civics 101. Did you know that the press? Hey, shut the fuck up, man. Don't do that to yourself. If you defend Donald Trump, I'm going to go out of my way to make you look like a drooling, knuckle-dragging, unfrozen caveman every single time and it will take zero effort because all i have to do is post one of donald trump's tweets and that's all i got to do that's why i look down on these trump supporters but i don't look down on trump voters because i know people who are trump voters i know people who voted for obama twice and then voted for trump you know why because the democrats failed and that's all there is to it there's no other way to say it the democrats failed that's like, that's like if you're a little kid and you have one of those little basketball hoops, right? And I pick you up with the basketball in your hands and all you gotta do is just drop the ball in the hoop and then instead you throw the ball over the backboard. That's the Democrats. The Republican, Republican politicians are the lowest form of life. They're basically scum in wrapped in human skin, right? Who learned how to be uh, a politician by watching old Ronald Reagan tapes. <laughs> That's all they are. And you can't beat these people? You got Donald Trump positioning himself to the left of Joe Biden? How can you not beat these people? These people are, Republican politicians are scum. How can you not beat them? That's why they voted for Trump. Because even though they knew that Trump was lying through his teeth, at least he was telling them what they wanted to hear. So I don't have any ill will for Trump voters. I do have ill will for Trump supporters. Because come on, it's all right there in front of you. You know? And even even my liberal friends and my 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 neoliberal friends and my my centrist friends. The only thing we have in common politically is that we all want to see Donald Trump laying face down in a puddle of his own blood and piss. That's the only thing that we have in common politically. Other than that, we are all in each other's faces. I got into an argument with a friend of mine and he literally called me a pussy. You know, because I because I said I wasn't voting for Joe Biden. And I held my ground, I'm not voting for Joe Biden. 
Now, here's the thing. Real quick before we so wrap up. I'm different we're, we're for me when it comes to that. I just said, I will say, I'm not voting for him as of today. I'm going to oh, see what okay. happens. Oh. But as of today, absolutely not. That's the point I was trying to make originally. That a lot of people are pissed after what happened to Bernie. You know? And right now, there's a whole lot of people saying a whole lot of things. And I was just trying to make a, a, a little amalgamate of what people were saying. Because some people were saying, we're not voting for Biden at all, ever. Just get out of my face. Some yeah. people are saying, right. I'm not voting for Biden, but, you know, right now they're just venting. We'll see what happens. Some people are like, you right. know, let's see who, who he picks for vice president. And then I'll make a decision. You know? Some pe- people, yeah. we're, we're all over the place right now because we're still processing the hurt of not only of Bernie Sanders being, uh, you know, getting his, you know, he got karate kitted out there. For Yes, it's a, it's a specific reference, but there was a point where Johnny Russo, well, no, what was his name? Daniel Russo was hurt. And then the guy from Cobra Kai tells the, uh, the villain, the, well, the guy who was fighting, he tells him, sweep the leg. And he was like, what? And he was like, sweep the yeah. leg. <laughs> you know, that's where, you know, if you hear me say sweep the leg Johnny, that's where that comes from. Because Johnny was the, the guy who he was fighting. Because, you know, Bernie was, you know, Bernie was hurting and they finished him off and now they make him work for them. They make him do fundraisers and stuff like that. And Bernie looks like a prisoner. You know, he looks like every time he's out there, like, like I feel like he should be in handcuffs. You know, re- reading from a ransom note. I can't do a good Bernie impression, but you know where this is going. But it, it's, I mean, put it like this, right? My friend got on me. He cussed me out because I said, I, because I said that we need to fight another way. In his, in his view, it's basically, well, we need to elect Joe Biden and then beg him to be a human being. You know, well, he doesn't call it begging. He calls it uh, pushing Biden to the left. Why would I waste my energies? Why would I burn the calories pushing Biden to the left when I was already voting for a candidate who was already on the left? Right. That's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't like Bernie wasn't first, Biden wasn't second, and then Buttigieg and Klobuchar were eating his votes, so Obama convinced him to come out so that Biden can leapfrog over Bernie. No, Bernie's, uh, Joe Biden was in fourth place in most of these states. In the first three states, he was either third or fourth. Yep. Okay? People wasn't feeling Biden like that. So, one of my favorite scenes from Batman, uh, from the from the Dark Knight, was where the Joker confronts the mob bosses. And they were like, you know, they wanted to hear his proposition. And they were like, well, how do you propose we fix this? And the Joker was like, it's simple. We killed the Batman. And what did they, and what did the mobsters do? They started laughing. Mm-hmm. Because in their mind, Batman is invincible. So you're gonna kill Batman? Good luck with that. And that's how my centrist friends feel about people like Pelosi. Yeah, they'd love some change. But, well, not my centrist friends, my liberal friends. My centrist friends love things the way they are, right? Yeah. It's my liberal friends who are just like, yeah, uh, you know, Pelosi is it. And then we basically have to deal with Pelosi until she dies. No, we don't. We can vote her out. It would be hard. Really, really hard to do this. This is not just someone like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to have, you know, the joke like, yeah, we just killed the Batman. 
it's not going to be that easy, but it can be done. It could definitely be done. And that's the only way we could do it. Think about it like this. All these people who phone bank for Bernie, knocked on doors for Bernie, donated to Bernie, spread the word for Bernie for a year. Obama derailed all that in the space of 72 hours and four phone calls. So he basically just erased a year and a half's worth of work with some phone calls, didn't even burn up all his anytime minutes. <laughs> you know? Funny. And we're, we're gonna fight against that? Yeah, that's not gonna work. So we gotta fight another way. We gotta start breaking these people down at their foundation. Because the only reason why these things are allowed to go on is because democratic leadership is in place. We need to get rid of democratic leadership. And it's gonna be hard. We're not gonna be like Sisyphus in the, in the I wanna say this Greek mythology, and I hope I have the right person, but his, I think that was his punishment. I have to look it up. But basically he was forced to push a giant boulder up a hill, right? And then the boulder would just roll back down to the bottom and he'd have to push it up again. And he'd have to keep doing this over and over, you know? That's basically us. We push that boulder of hope and change up a hill, right? And Obama just said, nope, and just pushed it back down. And we pushed it up again. And Obama's like, nope, and just pushed it back down. We're not gonna keep pushing that boulder up the hill. We're gonna find another way to get this done. Because here's the thing, Bernie Sanders was my last chance to make sure that my nieces and my nephews and all my friends' kids and all my friends I leave behind when I die, that they're gonna be okay. That was my last chance to see that. And now that's done. So how am I supposed to feel about that? Good? I'm supposed to get on my knees. Oh, Mr. Joseph, could you please be a human being for once? I'll do a little dance for you? Do a little soft shoe? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not begging for Joe Biden for scraps. You know, we're not doing that no more. So we're gonna find another way to fight. So I don't, at this point, I can give two scores to piss who the president is right now with the choices that we have. Right. I'm not voting for zero versus negative 10, you know? And my thing is this, to all the people who are listening, who have friends who are not voting for Joe Biden, don't cuss them out. You know what you do? Let them vote, who, let them let them vent, let them, get the, let them get it all out of their system. And if they're still not gonna vote for Joe Biden come November, at least inspire them to vote down ticket. That they will do, because that's what I'm gonna do. I'm voting down ticket. Because we have a chance to get Tom Tillis out of office out here in North Carolina, we're gonna take it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because Tom Tillis is, is human garbage. He's like he's like a giant cockroach. And we gotta get him out of office. Him and, and Burr too. I don't know if it, I don't know if he's running this year or not, but Richard Burr is he is a corporatist to his bones, to his marrow. So I did say I wanted to end these shows on a happy note because my segment is usually last and I'm usually just pretty pissed off, but I'll tell you a, a quick story that happened to me. I ordered a DoorDash, I think it was Thursday, ordered from Outback. And uh, usually they'll, they'll get it here in like less than half an hour. They're good like that. And especially during the pandemic because there's no traffic. So it's like you hit the button and then like two minutes later, I'm at the restaurant because there's no traffic, <laughs> you know? So 
it's usually been a lot faster. But then, you know, I'm just sitting around watching um, watching Criminal Minds, and I'm an episode and a half in, and I'm like, oh, damn, where's my food? So I noticed I had a different dasher because the first dasher left because the order wasn't there. And then the second dasher, after another 20 minutes, texted me, and he was like, yeah, um, Outback is really backed up. You may want to order someplace else. I have to go and do another order. Mm. So I called Outback, and I was like, uh, hey, I'm just checking on the status of my order. And they said there was a problem with the DoorDash app, which is not uncommon these days. Mm -hmm. Orders weren't going through, so these poor dashers are waiting for orders that were never being made. So I, I just said, wow. so I said, you know what? Um, how about I just cancel my order from DoorDash, and then I'll just order directly from you guys, right? And the woman on the phone was just like, oh my God, thank you so much for being so nice about this. Because I can imagine they've been getting yelled at all night. Mm. So I went and I, and, and I'm customer service, so I understand that everything doesn't yep. go right. Yep, yep, yep. So I canceled my order from, and for once, it was really easy to cancel my order from DoorDash because usually, and I'm guessing because it hadn't been made yet. Same. Because same. I, it, I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the same thing happened to me yeah. way before all of this started. Yep. So before, like, I went to I went to go order. I'm like, I'm I'm gearing up for a fight, and they were just like, Oh, um, if you want to keep the order, we'll give you thirty dollars in credits. And I'm like, No, thank you. Just refund my money. And they're like, Okay, it'll be three to five business days. And that was it. I was like, Okay. I called out back back, and then they um, and then when they called back, and I told them my name. They're like, Oh yeah, your order came through, and it's being made, but um. And then they said, as soon as it's ready, we'll just bring it to you. So I pull out my credit card to, to pay, and they were like, no, 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 no. For all the time you had to wait, meals on us. So I got like, a free steak. I'd order steak, too. I got a free being, steak. Being polite. There you go. Happy birthday yeah. to you. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> so... And so I, I will give props to DoorDash for making it easy for me to cancel my order. And I'll definitely give props to Outback for uh, comping my meal in the case of that whole snafu, which technically wasn't their fault because the DoorDash app crashed. You know, and I imagine it'll probably crash more because a lot of people are just not, they can't go nowhere. Yeah. You know? So they've been ordering out. And I actually set it on my DoorDash app to just leave it at the door. And I'll, and I'll just get it because we got to keep them safe. Yeah, contactless for real, for real. Same. I, that's, that's what I've done as well. I, I could be asymptomatic. I don't know. I'm not trying to get anybody sick. Well, just, I um I do deliveries for Postmates, which is much like DoorDash and Grubhub and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do Instacart, Shipped, and all those other places and Amazon Flex. Same thing. Um, some people will say, you know, knock or whatever. I'll knock and just dip. You know, I'll leave it on like their porch or something mm -hmm. like that or yeah, their groceries, and if it's something frozen, I'll make sure I knock more than once and tell me, you know, uh, you have frozen goods. If you remember, go ahead and go ahead and get those as quick as possible. So, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, and, and as soon as you're saying that, I'm doing this while it's still fresh in my mind, because a guy told me that um, if you give them good ratings, like, I never rate people on DoorDash. I rate people on Uber because it's easy. Because when you're done, they're like, yeah. oh, how'd they do? And then you're like, oh, they were great. Five stars, you know? But on DoorDash, the guy was telling me, if you give them good ratings, they get extra money in their paychecks. We do. Um, uh, Postmates does that too. Yeah, they'll give you like, at the end of the month, 
if your rating is above like a 4.5, I think, they'll mm-hmm. give you like a percentage of what you made, which might be like an extra. It might only be like extra 30 bucks, but hey, 30 bucks. I would have done that. I would have been doing that if I knew. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm doing that right now because I, I got breakfast from, uh, what was it? Rise, Southern Biscuits. Because I, oh, I. Yeah, Rise has good. They do have some good biscuits. Yeah. So I, I don't often eat there because, you know, I don't normally order that early. But I just, today I was like, you know what? I'll give them a shot. It was actually pretty good. So, all right. Yep, thanks for And lately, too, people have been giving pretty big tips, too. I had one guy give me a $20 tip. I did, this was Instacart, though. Um, I had delivered his groceries, and they didn't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you know, wrecking my brain, texting him, like, hey, can I sub this? Can I sub that? And he ended up giving me, like, a $20 tip. This was, like, last week. So, yeah, people are really mm-hmm. nice right now. Very generous. No, I yes. was say this. There were some people, there was an article about it. I saved it, but didn't get a chance to read it, where some sites where people were offering big tips in order to get people to come out and deliver to them, and then they would take the tips back. And I was just like, wow, that is grimy. That's fucked up. That is fucked haven't up. happened to me yet. That is fucked up. I feel bad because when the guy delivered my Outback, I didn't have any money. Like, I do, yeah, everything, I by, I do everything by card, and I put the tips on the card. And mm-hmm. I don't tip, you know, I would love to give people a $20 tip, but I order so much that if I gave that $20 tips, I'd be broke. <laughs> yeah, I think that was no. just generosity for that moment. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's funny. Yeah, I on a semi-related note, I just don't carry cash. Period. So I, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, five dollars, or twenty. You're not getting a cash tip. I might ask for your cash app if I'm really, really pleased because I'm gonna like try to give you something. That's it's funny because my friend had a surprise birthday party back in October, <clears throat> and um, I popped up and I I forgot that the email from her line sisters specifically said, hey, bring cash. And I completely forgot to bring cash. So mm-hmm. you know what I did? I hit up the the dancer that they hired because that's why they said bring cash. And uh, I was just like, hey, push your cash out so I can send you some money. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I took the fun out of it because it's fun to see the dollars, but I was yeah. like, well, here's cash out for some money on your books because he was mad young. <laughs> I remember those days when we had parties and we had strippers at the parties. And then if you go to strip club, you can get dolls to strip club. That's not a big deal. But if you right. have like a if you have like a party at somebody's house and they have strippers, and then you got to remember, oh, I got to go to the bank and get singles. You know. <laughs> so, ah, uh, to be young again. <laughs> I haven't been to a strip club in more than a decade, and I don't really, I don't really miss it. You're not missing anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I'm pretty sure that it's exactly how it was when I left. <laughs> Probably the same girls too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So any final thoughts, everybody? Uh, my final thoughts for this. Um, please don't listen to President Cuckoo Bananas. Uh, oh, I don't. Or your governor if you live in Florida, Georgia. <laughs> or South Carolina. Or South Carolina. Or South Carolina. Um, yeah. Wait until there is actual testing and keep an eye on the CDC and any other uh, news sites, but please don't listen to President Cuckoo Bananas and please, if your governor's a psychopath, like in Florida or South Carolina, don't listen to your governors. You know, you gotta, you gotta think about you and your family and people in your community because you don't want to be 
you know, you don't want to have that on your conscience that you got somebody sick, you know, because yep. you just because you just had to go get your nails done or you had to go, uh, you know, do whatever it, whatever it is you do. Non-essential things. Yes, thank you. You know, so stay your ass home. That's my final thought. Use your head and stay safe. Put it like this: This is the first Easter I've had in more than a decade where I didn't get a hot meal because I couldn't go over to my friend's house for Easter. And yet, I still survived. <laughs> so, if I could survive, you could survive. So. And that's on that. <laughs> what about you, Mercedes? What are your final thoughts? Right now, during this time, I have so many thoughts, not just based on what we talked about today. But uh, just back to the basics. Stay safe. Um, like you guys said, stay away from everybody if you can. Don't take advantage of this whole um, open the states and the country back up at this given time because this situation isn't over yet. It's not near over. Not it's gonna get worse. It's better. Yeah. And what about you, Odie? What are your final thoughts? Stay your ass home. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you until this is over, that's gonna be it every week. Stay your ass home. Stay your ass in that goddamn house. <laughs> you ain't got nowhere to be. Like, you don't even have to tell me. I already work from home, so I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like, I, I talked to my hairdresser, who's also my friend yesterday, uh, or the day before, and we were just talking about, I was like, God, I was like, I'm going to have to do my own hair this month. I said, it would be nice if you could put together, like, a little tutorial, and I'll hit up your cash app for your time, <laughs> but... um if you could recommend some products that I should be putting in my hair or something. Girl. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. I've been doing my own hair too. It's crazy. My um my ex-husband's mom, she washes and conditions my natural hair, but I braid it. So last night I put the locks back in and braided it up because I mean I can't get it done right now. I just washed it myself. So yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah. But I want her to do business when this is over. So I would never dream of trying to set her up to lose her license potentially and or any of that like it's just not worth it right exactly so all right and that's been another episode of 360 degrees part of urban breakdown network you can catch us wherever you can catch podcasts um almost everywhere i'm looking at you iHeartRadio. and um Odie, <laughs> um <laughs> I just went way too hard. I fucking hate iHeartRadio and they suck ass. But yeah, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. We can't say that because Odie's podcast is on iHeartRadio. So Odie, what's oh, the episode of uh, Ozodacy going to look like? Uh, this week, I don't know. I, I have some pretty fun interviews lined up. Um, I was able to connect with Blue's friend, of the owner of Passport Project, um, and talk about how she's pivoting her business during this time. And um, and then I also was able to talk to Joy State, the, uh, one of the original founders of the Art of Cool Festival. Um, so th- there's a couple of cool things coming down the pipe. Not sure which one's gonna come out this Tuesday, but just make sure you hit subscribe so that way you get the notifications when we come out on Travel Tuesday at 11. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna have to re-download iHeart. I have personal personal vendetta with iHeart, but it has nothing to do with it, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. well thank you. All right, so that's all we got. Yep, so stay safe and uh, take it easy out there. All right, right. bye guys. Bye-bye.
Taylor. Taylor.